Hello and welcome to the On Your Singleness Podcast. Y'all, we have got an episode today. I am going to talk about what it's like to desire to be married and feel judged because you're sad that you're not married. In this podcast, I'm going to highlight how you can still own your singleness and prepare for marriage and how those things are not mutually exclusive. So if that's you, if you've been wondering if desiring marriage means something, even though you're supposed to be happy in your singleness, then this podcast is for you. I got to tell you, it may be controversial. It may upset people. It may make you think. It can make you feel all kinds of ways. But you know what? It's necessary. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Own Your Singleness Podcast. I'm your host, life coach, and relationship educator, Jessica Hutton. I'm the founder of Live in Love Enrichment and author of a great new book called Own Your Singleness, How to Live Well and Thrive While You're Single So You Can Love Well and Thrive in Your Future Marriage. And every week on the show, we're going to talk about all things related to living and loving well. Specifically, we will talk about how to own your singleness, overcome barriers to creating a life you love, and how to nurture healthy relationship patterns that will enable you to get, keep, and love quality men and relationships that could lead to marriage. Many people like to make Christian women feel bad for desiring marriage. They have this idea that if you want marriage, if you think about marriage, if you pray about marriage, if you pray for your future spouse, If you feel sad some days because you're still single, they make it seem like you're idolizing marriage. And it grieves me. It grieves me. Now, I have a whole podcast called the Own Your Singleness Podcast. And what I emphasize is that it is so important while you're in this season of singleness to live well and thrive so that you have the capacity to love well and thrive in your future marriage. To me, Desiring marriage and owning your singleness, preparing for marriage and living well and thriving are not mutually exclusive things. And I don't think they should be. We need to have a healthy balance. We need to have a healthy, holistic regard for the importance of both seasons of our lives. And I love it because there's this woman I love listening to. Her name is Deborah Faleta, and you probably, y'all probably already know her, but she's a counselor. And she has a podcast and she has a website called True Love Dates. And she always talks about the importance of being healthy so that you can have healthy relationships. But in her most recent podcast, she talks about basically you don't have to feel bad for being single. And she emphasized the point that I I literally live by. Her whole point was this, with all other things in life. You give it your all. You put your focus on the thing that you desire in the future. And yet when it comes to marriage, people make you feel like crap if you want marriage. They tell you that you're not content. They tell you that you don't really love God. They tell you that you idolize marriage. They tell you that your priorities are off. They tell you that something is wrong with your faith. They tell you that you're not actually owning your singleness because you still want marriage and because it's still a burden on your heart. Is still a burden on your soul. And her thought is this. 
which I 100% agree with, is we don't do that for nothing else. If you want to start a business, you have a job, you are sick of that job, you don't want to be there no more, been there for years, and you just keep thinking that I got to get out of here, you apply for jobs, you trying to boost your resume, you taking courses, you doing all the things that will qualify you for another job. When you want to start a business, you will spend money you ain't got so you can learn whatever it takes to start and sustain your business. You're going to trust mentors. You're going to join you're going to join groups. You're going to join professional groups. You're going to join groups where you share wisdom, business expertise, all the things that will help you become a successful business person. If you want to lose weight, nobody tells you that you need to be okay with the weight that you have. They give you tools. They give you resources. They give you encouragement. They motivate you. They inspire you. They tell you to go for it. But when it comes to love and marriage, people want to make you feel small. And at the risk of sounding like somebody trying to sound deep, as I sit here and think about it right now, I think that's the enemy because look, the enemy doesn't care if you want to lose weight. He don't care if you want to start a business. He don't care if you want to get another job. He don't care about nothing else you do. But you know what might be something that he cares about is marriage because what does marriage represent? Marriage is a natural demonstration of Christ's love for the church. And so it is no wonder that people are being used by the enemy or just by their own distorted soul to make you feel bad for something that God himself instituted and declared from the very beginning that it was good. It's no wonder that you're made to feel as though you are a faithless heathen if you desire marriage and it makes you cry at night and it makes you moan and you don't understand why it's still going on. It's no wonder people say that you idolize something when you only desire the thing that more than likely God put in your heart, it's no wonder because if you get married and you do it as unto the Lord and you follow his word and you follow his precepts and his principles and you live with the integrity of your salvation and you let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you and you are obedient as unto the Lord in your marriage, you will indeed reflect Christ and his relationship with the church. So of course the enemy wants to discourage that. And I want to shut that down because even myself, I was getting upset with myself because I wanted marriage. I even started to resent God. Why would you put this desire in my heart? I was such a strong willed woman. I said, I'll never get married. I don't want to marry nobody. I didn't want to be tied down. I didn't want to be submitted. I want none of it. I didn't want anything associated with marriage, but something changed in my life. And this desire was developed and I know it came from the Lord because I wasn't even, I didn't think about marriage and I'm talking about well into my late twenties. It was not a thing for me. I would have been content just being in non-committal relationships. I would have been content at some points, even with situationships, but marriage was not a thing. And then it became a desire. And that desire is what informs the work that I do today. But then the thing is, here I am. As you've heard me talking about lately in my podcast, I've been talking about the pain of waiting. 
and try to manage that, try to manage my thoughts and my emotions about waiting. Because what does it mean if I feel sometimes overwhelmed by this desire to be loved? What does it mean if I can't stop thinking about something? If I can't stop thinking about marriage, if I can't stop thinking about who is going to be my husband, what does that mean? Am I not close to God? Am I not owning my singleness the right way? Do I have my priorities out of order? Does that mean I am disqualified to tell women to own their singleness? And to that, I would say absolutely not. It means you have a vision. And just like you have a vision for promotions on your job, just like you have a vision to be healthier and fitter and to feel sexier and more confident, just like you have a vision to start a business and to thrive in every domain of your life, to increase your life satisfaction and well-being, just like you have visions for those things and you go for it every day, you nurture your development in those things, you learn, you develop, you try, you put forth effort so that you can come closer to fulfilling that vision. That is exactly the thing that's being stirred up in your soul when you find yourself weeping in the middle of the night because you are alone and you feel cold and you just don't know how to answer the question of why I'm still single. That's the thing that stirs you up to be more proactive, to be more receptive to people who say hello to you, who want to get to know you. It makes you want to go out there and try new things. It makes you want to improve your appearance, improve your attitude, improve your relationship with God. It stirs you up to become a better person because that's exactly what you would do with anything else in your life that you have a vision for. And so, yes, I absolutely believe that we need to own our singleness. But owning your singleness... And desiring marriage are not mutually exclusive. If you read the book that I've written and I keep promoting the basis of this podcast on your singleness, how to live well and thrive while you're single so you can love well and thrive in your marriage, you will see that is exactly the message. When you live well and thrive while you're single, you increase the likelihood of attracting a stable relationship, being able to cultivate a stable, satisfying, and sustainable relationship before and after getting married. Because it is those people who put emphasis on living intentionally, victoriously, and excellently as unto the Lord. Those people who recognize that this season that they in has as much purpose and significance and gives God as much glory as the future marriage that they will have. Those people who own their singleness are also likely to enjoy marriages that will glorify God. So do not be discouraged if you are having a day where you don't understand why you feel in some type of way. Why am I crying today? Why did I wake up feeling mad today? Why do I feel like I want to have sex and I, I am upset because I can't do it? Why do I even want to get married? I hate feeling this way. When you feel like that, just remember that you have a desire that's been implanted in your heart. And just like you would with anything else, maybe that means, sis, you need to do something about it. And sometimes that may mean all you need to do is pray. Trust God and rest and enter into his rest and be at peace. Let the Lord give you peace that surpasses your understanding. Sometimes that is literally all you should do. And then there are times that maybe you should take action. Maybe you should go ahead and create that dating profile online. Maybe you should start going out when your friends and family invite you to go out. 
when they tell you to come and have dinner with him in the evening, when they say, hey, I met this person that you might like, maybe you should start saying yes. Maybe you should follow those YouTube recommendations from people that, quite frankly, annoy us. When they say, be more pretty, do your hair, be more intentional. Maybe instead of sneering at them and saying they're extra like I have done, not going to lie, maybe we should just follow their advice and just see what happens. Maybe we should change our routine. Maybe we should go work at the bookstore or work at Starbucks or work somewhere publicly where people can see us versus working from home in our own little offices where no one will ever see us. Maybe there is some action to take, but what you don't need to do is feel bad for wanting something that, as I said, more than likely God has put on your heart. You can own your singleness. You can live well and thrive and you can desire marriage because they're not mutually exclusive. Because if you do this right, if you own your singleness, if you have a sense of active contentment, knowing the significance and purpose and appreciating the time that you're in while also holding a hope for the vision for the future that God has in store for you, if you can do that, then you will also be equipped and feel empowered to do the same when that future marriage arrives and when you're in that marriage and things aren't exactly going the way you hoped, wished, and prayed they would because that time is going to come too. But now, right now in this season, while you're still single, you're being equipped, you're being empowered, and you do not have to feel bad for anything that you're going through and don't let those people make you feel as much. So yeah, own your singleness. But prepare for your marriage because you would prepare for anything else. And I encourage you to start preparing for the marriage that you would like to have right now. Thank you for tuning in with me today on the Own Your Singleness podcast. My name is Jessica Ann Hutton. Whether this is your first time or if you're coming back for more, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you can listen to some great content, have fun, laugh a little, learn, and just feel empowered to live and love well. It would also help if you left a review. I invite you to go wherever you're listening to this episode and leave us a comment and review the show. Tell me what you love about the episode or better yet, tell me what you want to hear more about in the future. And then finally, if you'd like to receive daily daily inspiration, encouragement, and strategies to live and love well. And if you're eager to connect with people who are on a similar journey, then join the Own Your Singleness Facebook group. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I provided links to each platform in the description. Until next time, live well now and love well daily. God bless.